Blog Talk Radio. Connor is on that level quite yet. 
surely he has potential, but not. Yeah, I mean, overall, I do miss Le'Veon. Uh, we could certainly use him in the passing game, and, you know, that'd be nice. Yeah, I, I watched the last game, and Connor didn't do much for me. I, I, I you know, I, you know, I look at it this way. Um, there's, there's stats, and then there's impact. And, you know, maybe statistically, he's had some strong games, and you know, more touchdowns and Le'Veon and all that, all that on paper stuff. But, you know, when I look, when I watched the game against Denver, I just saw you guys missing Bell. I saw him having been that impact running back that makes a difference. And I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, what am I missing? Because I don't know. I, I, just, I don't think, you know. I, I just I, I don't see it. I don't see Connor being that guy. He he yeah he, 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 you know, but he ain't special. I mean when you yeah when you say you know that guy, I mean he could certainly be that guy for the Steelers in terms of future running back. But I mean that guy in terms of like the you know like top three running back. Yeah, I mean not not yet. I mean he's a super young dude. You know the thing with Le'Veon though is he was consistent week in week out, and with Connor. You get some really awesome weeks, but then you get some down weeks like the ones we just saw. And when I say down, I just mean like average um, level play. Whereas Le'Veon, each week, man, you got a really good player, you know, um, and a complete player. And, you know, a guy who – here's the thing with Le'Veon. Like, he was making plays, but he also was a guy that was always holding on to the football. You could always rely on him no matter the situation. And, um, I mean, James, he's definitely turned the ball over a few times for us this season at, at, in big – Big spots, and um, even a week week ago um, at the Jacksonville game, we could have had the game-winning touchdown if James Conner held on to the ball on that wheel route uh, on that final drive. I don't know if you saw it, but he dropped it like a 30-yard, what would have been a 30-yard touchdown with like 25 seconds left. And luckily, the Steelers still won the game. But if you are having to overcome um, your running back at times. And your former running back with Le'Veon Bell, who was always a plus value on the field, then, you know, you're still taking a hit no matter what. I mean, it's not the same. Yeah, uh, yeah, I yeah. Uh, let's bring Dr. Train on. Um, Dr. Train, welcome to the Madden Voice. What's going on, fellas? Sorry for my tardiness, but I'm here. Well, Train, just... Yes, you, yes, you are. And no, I don't accept. I don't accept par ranking at nine o'clock. You got from midnight See, last man. night. To midnight. Oh man! Wow. Don't be and so hard. Really mine, I'm today. a working wow. man, man. Oh, oh California time. Uh, let, let, wait a minute. Uh, Anybody on this know. call that's unemployed? Anyone on this call that's unemployed? Please speak up. I, I'll wait. <laughs> and you got more time than we do because when Monday night football is over, you still get to hang out. You, you ain't going to bed. What is it, nine o'clock? Right. Monday night football. Yeah, man, we already go to sleep. And this keeps everything. Anyway, um, so okay, so here's here's my position, and I'm sticking to it. Um, I think y'all gonna end up missing. The fact that Le'Veon, maybe maybe in the long term it'll work out. Maybe that you know the long term, 
But short term, I think it's going to hurt you guys. I think not having that top two, top three running back, which Bell is and Connor is not, I think when you guys have to get into the playoffs and you have to go on the road and see a Kansas City, you go on the road and and maybe see a Pittsburgh, um, you know, I, I mean not a Pittsburgh, I'm sorry, a New England. Um, I think I think that I think you guys are gonna end up I, again long term. Maybe you'll be all right, but for this season, man, I, I think somebody's gonna be feeling the loss of not having that mega back in your backfield because y'all go y'all playing. I mean, look at look at the AFC right now with Kansas City. Patriots are still a player. The Texans looking strong. Uh, the Colts coming out of nowhere trying to make something happen. You know, um, I I don't know, man. I think you're going to come back. I think we're going to revisit this conversation down the road, and you're going to come to me as you've done many, 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 many times, and you're going to say, T, you were right. T, you, you were right. I wish we had Le'Veon. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, but I've been I've been with you, you know, the whole season on that. Like a few weeks ago, you asked me a similar question. Um, if I was happy that Le'Veon wasn't there, and if if I felt, you know, because a lot of analysts were trying to say that, you know, there's no drop off that um, Connor is. Some were even trying to be absolutely ignorant and try to suggest that he was even better than Le'Veon. But like, I never fell into that trap. I know you've been that way the whole year. Um, so definitely in agreement. I think again, like Le'Veon just has that consistency, and we've seen some inconsistency out of out of Connor, and it's um, it could cost us. I think long term, like you said, it's going to be a win for the Steelers. But I mean, we're trying to win a Super Bowl now. You know, Ben isn't a young chicken, so it'd be nice to have him. No. Yeah, I I I I I agree. I agree. All right. Um, you know, I really wanted to take a few minutes on this Baker Mayfield situation. I um and you know, I don't know what you guys know about it and how much you followed because people's views on it are kinda all over the map. There doesn't seem to be a consensus. Um but for anyone listening, um, you know, that the Browns beat the Bengals Sunday and at the end of the game, Hugh Jackson, who is now a special assistant to Marvin Lewis and for those who don't know, he used to coach under Marvin Lewis years ago, so they're very good friends. And um, so when Hugh Jackson was fired, he did kind of a media tour to kind of put the word out, which was really smart. And I was kind of surprised how smart he was to do that, but he couldn't coach the damn team. Um, but anyway, um, he uh, did a, kind of went on. He went on first take. He went on disputed did interviews, and pretty much was saying he wants to continue coaching. And he wasn't delusional to think he'd get a head coaching job, but he thought, you know, he was a good offensive mind and, uh, you know, thought he, you know, he wanted to keep working. So one thing led to another, and uh, he's back with the Bengals. So at the end of the game, um, if you watch the video, which I've watched 50,000 times, he's yelling Baker's name, and Baker kind of, either didn't hear him or just kind of knew it was him. Because, I mean, you played for the guy for almost a full season, so I'm pretty sure you know his voice. But who knows? Maybe you didn't hear him. Maybe you did. But anyway, um, 
you know, they spoke, but it was you can watch it, and if you look at it, you can see Hugh Jackson was, you know, kind of made a gesture like give him a hug, and Mayfield just kind of didn't really roll with that. And then interviewed afterwards when he was in the podium, he was like, look, you know, um, you know, this guy was my coach trying to get me to play for him, and the next thing you know, he's coaching our competitor that we're going to see twice a year. I don't, I don't go for that. You know, I, I don't play that. So, you know, I guess the, the, the debate was on, was, May, was Baker Mayfield out of line? Um, and Damian Woody really laid into him pretty strong, told him to grow up. This is a business. Um, grow up. And then uh, Mayfield kind of – and then Woody also brought up the fact that Mayfield transferred schools um, when he was in college. And uh, I guess Mayfield defended himself, said it had something to do with not losing a scholarship, not the same thing, nice try. And then Woody just, you know, <laughs> I got to say this, Damian Woody went from not even being able to freaking articulate a sentence on TV to actually sounds okay. They really developed him because y'all watched Damian Woody when he first was doing um, ESPN. He was terrible. He was terrible. Um, now he's actually somewhat articulate, so they they did a good job. Clapping, and pretty much like, look, I don't know why you're clapping back at me. I ain't that guy, you know. And um, you know, I can pretty much stuck by his guns. So my question to you guys is, and I'm curious each of your thoughts, um, you know. And there's a lot of opinions. A lot of people are like, hey, I understand where Mayfield coming from. Um, there's other people that say I, I don't get it. So I'm curious what you guys think. I have an opinion, but I'm gonna let y'all go first. And since since train, you know, you're the last one to be on the show, we're gonna let you go first, man. Get you nice and warmed up. I appreciate it, man. You know, oh, privileges, like. Uh, yeah, I actually paid close attention to this, to this one because I wanted to hear what um what the um what certain analysts had to say, especially those on, on, on first take. And uh it's kinda of my mind mind I'm just kinda of laughing at um uh, what's the young man on there, man? Um Will Kane. The other white guy. Will yeah. Will Kane. Yeah. I'm just laughing at him. Oh my gosh, Will Kane's just he's so upset when he's talking about it, it's like, Why are you mad? <laughs> yeah. Why are you why are you so hot? Are you like losing the debate? Because it looks like you're losing, but you you see you seem so upset. <laughs> Stephen, they tell yeah. me in so many words, you know, sit down, you're just getting started with this. I was like, wow. <laughs> but that, that's, that's just another fun fact of, of watching it. But I, I'm more uh, in agreement with with Damian Woody. I guess I get I get Baker's Mayfield whole, you know, their arrival. This, you know, this is just how I feel about a rival. But his reasoning wasn't the truth, in my opinion. You know, I mean, tell us how you really feel about that man. Not because he went and got a new another job after he got fired. That just the statement that he the statement that he gave at this press conference just didn't make sense to me. Uh, as far as as far as his reasoning. Um, but if he wants to feel that way, he's way he's more he's more than entitled to feel that way. I just think it. Uh, I think I'm I'm kind of on the agreement when when Stephen A. says has more to do with how he really feels about Hugh Jackson than 
Steve Jackson actually getting a job with the Bengals after being fired by the Browns. Not leaving, but being fired. Okay. JB, any thoughts? You know, ironically, my thoughts echo trains because, and I think that's the key piece of it, is that he was fired. It's not like he uh, had a, a choice to um, just up and leave Cleveland and head down to Cincinnati. And I've also heard reports of he's getting $4 million this year and $4 million next year, and he's making 250000 to be an advisor. He could have just sat around and done nothing and collected a paycheck. Well, that's all well and good, but he still got to get himself out there and, and be – be a name so that he can get some type of coaching opportunity, be it a coordinator position, a special assistant, whatever it may be. So this is a, this is a business, and I think that Mayfield is, is putting a too much of a personal spin on it. And you could tell with the the um, press conference, when, when either a press conference or, or a soundbite, whatever it was, where he says um, we feel more comfortable with the folks that are calling the plays now. That's a direct hit on Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley both. So I think it's more about how he feels as a person towards him than it is him going down to Cincinnati to get a job. I mean, think about it. The dude was 336-1. and one. He ain't getting a coaching job anytime soon. Let's just be for real. So he's going to get whatever he can right now. He's already got a relationship with Marvin Lewis. That's where he went. So I can't blame him. And when folks try to say, well, uh, comparing with Baker leaving Texas Tech to go to Oklahoma is not the same as what happened here with Hugh Jackson going down to Cleveland, or excuse me, going down to Cincinnati. Those are two different things. And, and again, this is a business. It was a business decision, business move. He did what he had to do, and that's it. So I I, I side with what uh, the train is saying also. Okay. Okay, star. Yeah, um, Baker Mayfield needs to stay in his own lane. For one, he's a hypocrite. Um, you have to do a lot of mental gymnastics to try to suggest that it's not, in principle, the same concept, first of all, which leads me to be pretty skeptical, like Stephen A. is on his real reasoning, his public reasoning that he gave for why he, um, you know, treated uh, Hugh the way he did. And two, it's like, okay, so let's just, let's give him – Let's assume that it is true for a minute. Uh, Vaker, are you are you counting another man's money? Are you now his boss from afar? Like, I don't understand. Are you his new manager because he's no longer with the team? Like, do you own him? Like, what is this? Like, you can't speak out on another man getting a job, um, and he has no no reason to be loyal to the team because the same team and the same organization fired him. So, I mean, do you want him to just be loyal to you? Well, that seems like he's going to lose out on a lot of money. Like, it makes no sense to me. Uh, it's illogical, and it's, it's selfish, and it's it's just weird. Like, I, that's why I don't think it's the legitimate reason, but, you know. Um, yeah, Baker need, needs to grow up. Like, that's ridiculous. So, a few things. Um, one, um, Stephen A. Smith is an asshole, and the way he talks to Will Kane on the show, as Train alluded to, is despicable. I mean, you can disagree, you can you cannot agree with someone's point, but you know when you say you know shut up rookie and you know you're a guest on my show. Well, first of all, um, Will Kane doesn't work for you, Stephen A. Smith. He works for ESPN, and he's got his own three-hour show. 
Um, now, I don't know the behind-the-scenes politicking, but – and secondly, that show that you're now claiming to be yours was actually Skip Bayless's, and Skip was the one who asked you to come join him. So now all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you're Superman now. Now all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're God now, right? You're the king of debate shows now, yet you got an opportunity because somebody else who did leave to go somewhere else but brought you on. He didn't treat you like that. He didn't call you rookie when you came on the show. He didn't act like you were subservient to him. So even if you don't agree, you know, give the man his respect. The man is, Will Kane is very intelligent. I don't always agree with him, but he's a lawyer by trade. He's very intelligent. And, you know, he, he, he makes his points, whether you agree or not, and he backs them with data. So I, I you know, since training went there, I had to say, it just irritates me. It's like, you know, when you're losing, when you're losing a debate, you can't hang with someone. Then you resort to the insults, and all it does is cheapen you in your position. And people do that a lot, I notice. And he needs to, Stephen A. needs, needs to slow his roll because all that success and fame you got over the last few years, now you're doing soap operas and you're in movies and TV commercials. That shit can go just like that. <laughs> okay. So, anyway, so as far as the topic goes, um, listen, y'all know how I feel about immaturity. Talked about it with Cam Newton. You know, I've talked about it with different players and certain things that have gone on, and it's just the next line of someone who thinks he's, he's arrived. Now he's a starter, winning a couple of games. Clearly he's got a vendetta against Hugh Jackson. Um, you know, Hugh did kind of screw up on hard knocks when he, when he you know, right on camera and you make this announcement that you've earned the backup job, you know, this is your first, this is your number one draft pick. And that's how you treat him. And even Hugh on an interview said, you know, he wished he had that to do over. He would do it differently, you know. So at least he acknowledged that he handled that wrong. But, yeah, clearly Baker's got a, got a bone to pick with him. But Baker needs to realize that, that you know, the NFL and life in general has a way of humbling you when you get too big for your britches. And you sitting over there all high and mighty now, but you don't know what's going to happen next year, the year after, you know, down the road. You may end up on another team that, you know, Hugh Jackson is the offensive coordinator. Or heaven forbid, although I would, I would laugh if he became a head coach. I don't think he should be a head coach ever again, to be honest to God. I just don't. Um, but you never know how things happen in life. You know, I, I have a colleague of mine who is um, – she's almost family – in the mortgage business, worked with her for a number of years at, at a bank. And then she left that bank, went to another bank, hated it, came back to the bank where we were working together, and then hated it the second time. Loved it the first time, hated it the second time. Left, went to another bank, found a great job, making buku money, perfect position, and then the bank she had just left two years later went and bought that bank, and so now she's back with them again. Shit happens in life sometimes, out of your control. So you need to be careful on how you treat people, how you talk to people. You know what I mean? And and you can say a lot of things about Hugh Jackson, but no one looks at him as a bad person or a bad human being. He's well-liked and well-respected around the league, even if he didn't do well over the last few years. Why do you think he got – why do you think they get – how many coaches do you think have the opportunity to go 336-1 and one in three years? 
The only reason he got that much time is because of the level of respect he has with, with, with that owner and, and generally around the league. He's very well respected, very, very well liked. He just didn't do a good job. And it got to the point where they said, okay, we don't have a choice anymore. We don't have a choice. We need to cut ties. And that was the right thing to do. So Baker better watch himself. The last thing I'm going to say on this is, you know, I said that Cam Newton could be the face of this league if he don't, if he gets his act together. And to date, while I've seen some marginal improvements, he hasn't gotten to the point where, where he could be. And thus, when you talk about faces of the NFL, he's not in that discussion, like at all. <laughs> you know, it's either the old guard, which is Brady, Breeze, Rodgers, or the new guard of Mahomes, uh, Goff, now Deshaun Watson. You don't hear. They're not talking much about Cam being the face of the league anymore. Like when after his rookie year and he was breaking records and, and showing that he could be Superman and all of that. But then he had to carry that, that attitude. That, I try to tell people, I will, t- I will take this to my grave. Attitude is everything. Attitude is everything. Not just in sports, but in life. It is everything. And if you got a shit attitude, it will come back and bite you in the butt. But if you got a good, positive attitude, I was talking to somebody today about that. I had a conversation today with somebody about attitude and how, you know, people do you wrong. What do you do about it? And I, my comment was, hey, if you mess with my family, my kids, or someone real close to me, oh, it's on. But if all you're doing is messing with me, eh, I might turn the other cheek. Let fate take care of it. Let karma take care of it. You don't always have to fire back. Sometimes you just walk away. And I'm just saying this, and I don't mean to be so long-winded, but this, this thing with Baker is kind of bothering me because here we go again. Here we go, another guy who's talented, has an opportunity to really accomplish something in this NFL, and he thinks he, 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 he can't show his former coach who drafted him, who moved up to get him, made him the number one draft pick, and you can't just show him just common respect. You got to sit there and talk crap about him. Like, I, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. When, when Hugh Jackson was doing interviews, he said nothing bad about anybody. Nothing. But you're going to sit there and talk bad about this man. If anything, don't say anything there. I wish Hugh Jackson well, but, you know, due to, due to, due to Bill Belichick. But he's there and I'm here. But I wish him nothing but success except when they play us. And then you move on. But, no, you got to sit there and run your mouth. Then you're going to jump on someone who, who, who spends his whole career doing media. Like, that's a fair fight, you know. Uh, oh, who happens to be a multi-time pro bowler and a multi-time Super Bowl champion. You ain't even finished the full season, but you feel like you've got the freaking, you know, gumption to go in and, and talk shit to him? Man, come on, man. Come on, man. Baker needs to be humble. And he really needs to just shut his mouth and play football. Hey, I'm done. That's all I got to say about that. I think he will be eventually. Uh, he, uh, I, I think he'll. I, I take him as one of those players who, um, as 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 hard as he'll fight, as much mafia as he has, 
uh, he will miss the boat at some point, and uh, he'll realize it's just it's not that easy to win on this next level. And just changing coaches doesn't mean everything is going to point up with, up with for you. So he'll find out. He'll find well, out. Yeah. Yeah, he's got no choice. I mean, he's he's only a rookie right now. And the moxie that you talk about, Train, that's part of the reason why they drafted him. He had that at Oklahoma. He was a walk-on mm-hmm. at Texas Tech. He was a ball. He transferred over to Oklahoma and earned a starting position. So he's got the work ethic. Uh, he's got that, that little swag about him. But there there's one thing to have swag. There's another thing to go over the top with it. And I think with this particular example, went a little too far. Not a little too far. Went a lot too far. He needs to just worry about the Cleveland Browns right now, and he needs to worry about being and the I'm, best quarterback he can be for the Cleveland Browns. And my thing is, that was just a coach. Like, is that how you're going to treat a, a player who you end up becoming real close with on your team, and all of a sudden the Cleveland Browns just going to decide, hey, we're going to trade this guy. As a matter of fact, we're going to give him to Pittsburgh. He makes a and, trade, and so now you see him twice a year. So do you you give him the shove, even though even though you boys is like, look, dude, this is NFL. It's a business before anything. You don't give a damn about your friendship or your loyalty. You, mm-hmm. Your best guy could get traded in a heartbeat. Through your rivalry, if the if the package is good, they don't care. Yep, yeah, he'll learn that too. The, the funny thing is, we talk about it uh, here, but I bet you inside the Cleveland Browns circle, they're probably eating it up and loving it. They were eating it up and loving it because that's what they want to hear from the face of the future, or face of the franchise, I should say. But I, I don't agree with you, Jay. I don't think they want to hear this. So? I, I don't think they want to hear this. Uh, him clapping back to a guy that was their head coach. I mean, it's one you thing think, if you're you talking about. Oh, the players may want to hear it, but I don't think the coaching yeah. staff or management wants to hear it. And no, no, no. I'm talking about the players. Yeah, I'm, the I'm players talking specifically matter. about the players. Yeah, but the players don't matter. It's not about the players. You know, you're, you're getting paid it. by the organization. You're, you're the face of the organization. What matters is how you lead. And your, your coach, your general manager, and your owner need to be behind you. And if they're not behind you, we got a problem. I don't think they're going to be behind him for this. I think it's the wrong no. message. I think the message is going to be, hey, Baker, you know, he's, you know, listen, we appreciate the work Hugh Jackson did for us, and we've moved on, and you need to do the same thing. I don't think the message is – I mean, maybe maybe some of the teammates will high-five him privately. Hey, that's great. We're talking about you're leading a franchise, a, a, a troubled franchise, that doesn't – that has not been able to get anything right since they, since they moved. <laughs> you know, so he he I, and I, and one other thing I want to say I I'm not gonna I'm not convinced it's a gimme that he's gonna get it. I believe he either has to get it or he's gonna face more problems. But I don't think we you know the mm-hmm. the the, uh, the history of the NFL is littered with people like Johnny Manziel and others that never got it. That never got it. Ryan Leaf and and others that never un that that. They just never clicked. It, it never, they never understood. They thought they were bigger, you know, and, and no one, not Tom Brady, not Drew Brees, you know, and we can go into history. Nobody's bigger than this game. And that's the lesson he's going to have to learn to be successful. Yeah. If he doesn't learn it, he's going to have a rough time because they're not going to take it. They're not going to take it. I can tell you that right now. 
when I watched Hugh Jackson fired and they made um, some of the comments about leadership and Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley and all of that, that showed me what they're looking for. And they ain't looking for Baker to be doing this <laughs> at all. That's not what they're looking for. So, if anything, don't be surprised if they didn't pull him aside and say, hey, what are you doing? We just got this great win. You're playing good. Why, why are you watering it down with all this crap? Shut your mouth and play football. And he, Know and, your and, damn and, role and, and shut your mouth, jabroni. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and he comes off as one of those guys, you know, that you have on your team and just, you know, I might be quiet for a minute, but still just a little bit un- undisciplined. And yep, you might have that moxie, but that moxie is for the field. It's 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 not for it's not for off the field. It's really for the field. Right. It's Look, really for your prep. It's really for game that, day. That was my point. It was more player specific than ownership or, or coach specific. I, I get what you're saying, Tim. I agree with you from a coaching standpoint and ownership standpoint. Yeah, I pull them aside too and say, um, tone it down. I'm just saying in the locker room amongst the players. They probably weren't enjoying that. They might, but I, I don't think I, – I think They might. Whether, Young players, I, I can see that. Right. Yeah, and they might. Some might. But this isn't an on-the-field – although it happened at the end of the game, this isn't Leonard Fournette fighting, you know, you know, like that. This isn't you know, Leonard Fournette running from the other side of the field to protect his boy, and his boy like, yeah, I know you got suspended, but thanks for getting my back. This isn't that. This is – you're doing a post-game interview – you're the face of the franchise, and you acting like a spoiled little punk. And that's not okay. Even if his teammates high-five him privately, you know, he got to learn that's not okay. It's like I've been saying about Cam Newton. Got to learn that that's not okay. You know, Jalen uh, 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 Ramsey, got to learn it's not okay. You know, Odell Beckham Jr., got to learn it's not okay. You know, these guys, these, these young divas, in this NFL, they will be humble <laughs> because I've seen it for all the years that I've been watching it. I've seen it. I've seen these. I've seen bigger personalities than all of these guys humbled by the NFL. Humbled. So let's see what happens. Look at Des Bryant. Now, granted, he did finally get another opportunity, but how long did he sit on the sideline? And you can't tell me he couldn't play. You can't tell me that he couldn't at least be a number two receiver on half the teams in the NFL. And how long did he sit before the Saints finally gave him an opportunity? And the reason is not because not because he had declined that much. The reason is all that other bravado. That's why he sat for so long. And then Sean Payton said, fuck it, I'm going to give him a chance. Great. But he waited until, what, nine weeks into the season to do it. You know, and, and three years ago, we were talking about Des Bryant on the same level as Julio Jones, Antonio Brown. You know, he was up on that level, 1,400 yards, 14 touchdowns, all of that. And then next thing you know, the, you the season starts, he's sitting home tweeting, tweeting from his couch. This league will humble you. This league will do it. Trust me. I'm not saying this to you guys. I'm saying it in general. Baker don't yeah. learn it. You're going to find out. I'm going to tell you. All right. Enough on that. 
Um, speaking of the league and, and someone that should be humbled, um, somebody got to help me with this one, man. I just This is late-breaking news. Uh, Reuben Foster was picked up off of waivers by the Washington Redskins. Um, and, again, background, um, domestic violence charge. He was actually arrested Saturday at the team hotel, which is very unusual. Um, but he was arrested at the team hotel. And, um, you know, pretty much word surfaced on Sunday that he was going to be released. And, uh, and, he, was, and he was released by um, the 49ers. Um, he has had other issues. Um, and... You know, <clears throat> you know the league hasn't announced suspensions or anything yet. Uh, and and again, in this land, you are innocent until proven guilty. But there is a bit of a pattern of poor behavior here by this guy. I, I'm just going to jump right out on this one and just say, I don't know what the Redskins are thinking. I, I don't I I don't get it. I, are they just hedging their bets in case charges get dropped? I mean, I they you know I I, I you know this isn't this isn't Kendrick's who had, you know, insider trading, okay? Insider trading is is pretty much a victimless crime. It's a white-collar victimless crime, okay? And, and, and I think it was the Seahawks, I believe, that took a chance on him. Um, you know, he played a couple of games and then got suspended. Um, this is different. <laughs> this, is, this, is a, this is a crime with a victim. This is something that the NFL has taken some hits on over the years. So I, I I don't get it. I don't get why that would be okay, particularly because of the topic. I get innocent until proven guilty, but at the same time, he he ain't been proven like we you know it, it, it's too quick. And I think the NFL should have stepped in and say, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. We need to we need to look into this before this guy can sign with a team. We need to make sure that we need to get a sense. Of, we need to do some due diligence here. You know, I don't know. What, I don't know. What do you guys think? Am I am I overreacting? No, I think you're right on point. And just from what I read earlier this evening, he's been placed on the commissioner's exempt list, uh, similar to what the league did with Greg Hardy and Adrian Peterson. So he's not going to be able to attend games or practices. But aside from all that, the history that he has and the amount of help the 49ers have given to him and the amount of patience that they've shown him uh, is why they released him because at the end, the ends weren't justifying the means. And I'm also shocked by how fast the Redskins were, were quick to claim him. I mean, we're talking 48 hours, boom, they grab him. And it, it, to me, it just seems like you haven't done enough due diligence to put that claim out on. Maybe they feel confident. I don't know. I think I need just as much help as the next person. But given the fact that he has had a history of this, is a head scratching, uh, in, in, in how fast they were able to claim him. I guess from one perspective, they feel like his talent outweighs his uh, his bad judgment. Uh, that's the only thing. That's that's the only way it can make sense to me. Yep. And uh, yet, you still got folks like Colin Kaepernick out there who ain't do nothing but sit down. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That is a shame, man. Man, I'm telling you, it's just, hey, dude, the league is, hey, it's something else, man. As much as I love the NFL and love watching the game, I promise you, it's just, you see stuff like this, you be like, uh, it, 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 it
not to change the topic, but, you know, it is still absolutely amazing that um, Colin Kaepernick never got a job. I mean, you know, and, and at the risk of inciting K-Star, um, <laughs> you know, when I speak about racism in this country, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about right here. You know, when I speak about it, because, you know, it was the current president who successfully took this issue and and turned it into what it wasn't and then got, you know, a good portion of the country behind him with his position and to the point where people are, you know, posting, well, I stand and, you know, people people truly in their heart believe that it was anti-American what he was doing. And now, in, all, in fairness, you know, when he, he you know, the, 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 the Castro shirt and the pig socks, I mean, probably not the smartest thing to do under these under those circumstances. And in fairness, you know, probably not the greatest decision he made. Don't really know what his point was to do that, but he's still young. You know, he's in his 20s. So, you know, I, I don't know. But the original, the original issue and, and watch how it got hijacked and how it got turned into something that it wasn't by the president. And that is why he will not play in the NFL again. Like, it ain't happening. Let me, let me not say it's not happening. I will be shocked. Now he don't win suit the NFL, so, you know. Um, I would be shocked if a team picked him up. And you got Jacksonville, who's stuck by Bingo. Blake Bortles, Bortles and finally Bortles. benched him for – um, what's the backup's name? I don't even know the name. I don't even know his name. He's terrible too. It doesn't matter you know, what his name is. Doesn't matter what his name is. <laughs> you know, you, got, you, know, you, you there's Kevin. a handful of quarterbacks Goldie out there Kevin. that are just what Nathan Peterman, another one, right? There's quarterbacks. You know, if we thought about it and went through the and went through the teams, I know we could come up with a handful of teams that right now would be better with Kaepernick than with who they have as their starter. I didn't even thought about Kaepernick as a backup. He could be a backup on half the NFL team, uh, including the Cowboys, if you ask me. But I'm talking about a starter. I know because there's two we just named, right, you know, with the Bills and, 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 and Jacksonville. And I, I know if we wanted to, we could come up with, like, the Jets. I know we could come up with, you know, other teams, maybe the Dolphins. I don't know. We'd come up with other teams that he would be an upgrade to who they have. I know this. And yet it won't happen because the man took a social, you know, political stance that had nothing to do with how he performed on the field, but he wanted to use his platform and the country, half the country was like, yeah, okay. And the other half of the country was like, sit down, nigger. And, and, and there, and there we have it. Anyway, I, 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 I digress. Um, to me, Reuben Foster, you know, I get it. He's not guilty yet. It just seems it, – it, I, I just think there's something wrong here because the man's got history. Not like it's his first time, you know. It, it, there's a history here. And so, you know, it, it, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice. Y'all know what former President Bush said. All right, let's move on. Um. Uh, I'm look. 
looking at my list of topics, and so let me ask K-Star this. Texans have won eight straight games. They're in your conference, okay? Me, Jay, and Train, we're over here battling out in the, in the NFC. You're over there in the AFC. Are you nervous about the Texans? Is that a team that if you see them in the postseason that pokes fear in your heart? Um, yeah, I mean, at least some. Like, they're a high-scoring offense, and they have two bookend pass rushers, uh, two of the, I would argue, top ten pass rushers in the league in Clowney and, and Watt. So whenever you got, like, an explosive offense and, you know, two elite pass rushers, they can create a lot of problems. Like, if the Steelers start off the game slow. <laughs> yeah, him too. I mean, if it, you know, and they got Matai, uh, uh, Honey Badger in the secondary. I mean, they got some playmakers. I mean, you know, I'm not naive to, enough to believe that the Steelers may not start slow if they were to play them for whatever reason. And, and you know, instantly, if, you know, the Texans are up, they can just unleash Watt and Clowney. So, that, yeah, they're they're a fundamental problem. Um, you know, they're, they're definitely a good team. Okay. Does anybody not believe in them? I will say the Titans got cheated last night at a very pivotal point of their game. Just saying, y'all saw my text message. I don't know if y'all watching the game at the time. That was a fumble and would have gave the Titans some momentum. Yep. Agreed. Um, I, I, I'll just say this. Um, I think they're a competitive team, but I, I, I think that when we talk about Kansas City and um, the Patriots and you know, even though I, you know, I, I'm not sold on Connor. I am, I am, I am sold on the Steelers as a, as a, as a unit. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know that they're there. I mean, maybe I'll be proven wrong, but I, you know, I don't know that they're there yet. And you know, you, you can't sneeze at eight straight wins. You know, after starting out zero and three, and now to be at eight and three is very impressive. Um, but I don't know that they have that signature win that makes me take notice. So I guess we'll see. No, no, and honestly, they haven't. I look back at their eight wins. The teams they beat teams who who may have had uh, who may have been just over five hundred or right at five hundred or just under five hundred at the time that they played them. All all middle of the road. At the time that they, at the time that they played these guys, you know, yeah, and I mean, some of them quite close. But a win, a win is a win. Yeah, I mean, that's what I said. That one, that's what I mean. Some of them quite close, but a win is a win. You gotta, you know, you gotta finish. You have your opportunity. Uh, you get the W. But to your point, you're talking about signature win. You're talking about beating Patriots. You're talking about beating Kansas City. Maybe the Chargers, uh, Steelers. You know, the teams that we are kind of keeping an eye on. Now they really haven't had that. You know, that's why I think the coach can actually sneak up on them because the coach are playing really good ball. Yeah, and, and, and you, you know, and I guess the other thing is they we played them, and, you know, we weren't – we're a different team now than we were then. Um, but I wasn't – they didn't wow me, you know. They beat an average Dallas team at the time, you know. So, I, I don't know. I guess time was up. Um, all right. Uh, over the train, 
so you know, I, I um, you know, Train doesn't realize that there's a hidden camera in his home, <laughs> and uh, I spied on him dancing when uh, the Packers went down this weekend. He was doing, he was doing, a, he was doing the train. He was doing the train gig, right? You know, right, right, jig, right in the middle of the living room. You know, he don't know. I, I, I spot. I was digging all that. I was digging it all. Um, so the Packers are now four, six and one. Um, you know, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is an interesting dude, man. Um, yeah, yeah. There's no one like him. Uh, um, you know, I watched his interview, and I remember. Was it two years ago? The famous R E L A X relaxed, and then they ran the table and made the playoffs. And I think he was trying to recreate that, but not do the same thing. But this time, I don't know if he even believed it. <laughs> that was different. <laughs> the, the interview two years ago, you know, like he, he said it, and he just had that little smile on his face. And you just was like, yeah, okay, Aaron, let's see what you got. And then he wound up. This time, it, he didn't have that same, we just talked about Baker Mayfield and that moxie. Yeah, Aaron didn't really have that this time. He went and listed all the teams, and, you know, he kept looking down. If you don't know, he was looking down. This wasn't off of memory. Yeah. This was, he was reading it. Um, yeah. But clearly, he was prepared to make that statement. So, to me, he was trying to do what he did two years ago with no conviction. Um, I guess I fail this to say to you, Dr. Train, it's your division. This is your arch rival. You, you have been waiting for this day, hoping for this day, wishing for this day, praying for this day uh, for a long time. And I'm asking you, is the day here? Is this, the, you know, last year they didn't make it, but he was hurt. Is this the year that the, that the Packers with a somewhat healthy, I know he had a knee thing earlier in the year, but, you know, it looks like he's going to play the whole season. Is this the year to pass it? Thanks, Doug. Is it over? Actually, yes, I do think they missed the playoffs. There are some teams in the NFC, um, and it's not just not just the division, but even the teams that are in the wild card, man, um, they're better. The Panthers are a better team. The Seahawks are a better team. I mean, if these other teams truly in the wild heart, Atlanta Falcons, you know, I think, I can't remember if they got six or seven losses. Anybody with six losses, other than Green Bay right now, it's a better team than Green Bay. And I see all these announcers leaning so hard on Aaron Rodgers, but I'm to do it by himself. Those days are over. All these other teams have gotten better, uh, division opponents included. And, yeah, Detroit is not going either, but, Detroit can make somebody's day, you know, not so nice. And they still have a game left against Detroit. So, mind you, I am patiently waiting on them. I want to crush them. Like the Green Eggs and Ham they are. I want, this is, there's no other game on my schedule that means more than that one. And it's and, and, and it's gonna come. But yep, I, I think they will miss the playoff this year. Um and Green Bay will have to understand that they wasted a lot of Aaron Rodgers years in building and retooling their team and getting both sides of the ball good enough to be consistently competitive. 
Yeah, I'll just add this. Um, they missed the playoffs. The Kirby's done. Um, heck, they make the playoffs. He may still be done. Um, but I, I think there's a rift between him and Aaron Rodgers. And I think when you have, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers to me makes me think of Dan Marino. Except Aaron was able to win a Super Bowl and Dan made it to one, but he didn't win. But Dan Marino and I and I and I I'm speaking from not you know actually not YouTube and NFL Network videos, but having having I'm old enough where I watched Dan Marino's entire career. And at the time, people talked about Dan Marino the way they talk about Tom Brady now. You got to re- I mean um, Aaron Rodgers now. And you got to remember. This was prior to Tom Brady, and, and you know, this was, um, you know, edging up on the, the Troy Aikman, Joe Montana, Brett Favre era. This is edging up on that. And Dan Marino, and I still will say this to this day, um, I still don't think there is a better passer in the history of the NFL than Dan Marino. Now, if you want to say that Aaron Rodgers is on that level, that's an interesting discussion. And certainly, you know, I, I think I think there's some merit to say that. But better, I, I I don't think there's ever been a better. And let me let me be clear. Let me give my boy a little little credit. Troy Aikman was a hell of a passer. Okay, he didn't have the stats because you got the the, the, the you know the the number one rusher of all time in your backfield. So, you know, you know, he didn't, he didn't have stats that blew you away. Um, but as far as accuracy and quick release and, you know, arm strength and all of that, Trayvon was a hell of a passer, very underrated passer. But I would put him one of the better passers to ever play the game. Not quarterbacks, but passers. Um, Dan Marino, to me, though, is number one. And when I watch Aaron Rodgers, I see a lot of that. Uh, Aaron's a little more mobile than Marino was, but that accuracy, man, just be able to make every pass, back foot, you know, off balance, don't matter. That, he's zipping that ball in there. But yet, you know, Marino made it to one. I think it was his rookie year or his second year in the league, and then never made it back. And then Aaron Rodgers made it to one, what, 10 years ago? And not only has he not made it back, but they don't look good. <laughs> right now, it don't look good. So if I'm, if I'm of Green Bay, you know, McCarthy's been a great coach, but sometimes it's just time to say, your run is over. Um, we need a new voice in here, and it's time to go. And uh, I, I think that's going to happen. And, uh, man, it would be great to get him in Dallas. Man, it would be great to get him in Dallas. It ain't going to happen, but it would be great. Man, and all the reasons possible. for Aaron Rodgers not looking good, has, has has almost I mean it doesn't have a whole lot to do with Aaron Rodgers. I put it that way. His supporting cast has not been a good supporting cast, and they have not done well to improve his supporting cast. I mean, it's one thing to lose receivers; it's a whole another game to start losing offensive linemen that can't even uh, give you three solid seconds to throw the ball. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know, Train. I mean, that's true. He's, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, but 
Yeah, I am too. We both have eyeballs. But here's the thing: like, he actually has a running game in Aaron Jones for the first time, for the first time in a this while. Guy, this like, guy, with his smart part coming in today. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll carry on, man. Carry um, on. Um, I mean. No, no, I mean, Aaron Jones, like, he's given him a running game this year that he really hasn't had in a few seasons. Um, I mean, I, listen, when you, when you talk about, you know, four horsemen are a great quarterback, you want to nitpick and criticize him. So, like, you know, I think back to that. Can't hear you. Is it me or did he disappear? What what happened to him? He's he going to water? You got Y'all can hear me? Yeah, there you go. Okay. Now we can. Take your mouth out your ass, man. We can hear you now. Yeah, all right. Uh, when you talk about like great quarterbacks <laughs> and four horsemen, you know you're going to nitpick when you criticize them. But like I think about that third, mm-hmm. that third and that third and three at Seattle that he completely just you know dirtballed um, that could have given them a chance to win the game. Some throws he missed. It seems like he's not taking his checkdowns when they're open. Um, he's almost trying to put too much on his shoulders this year, and it's they're not scoring as much points. Yeah, but go ahead. Yeah, we keep saying that. We keep saying that. But, I mean, he does deserve a little bit of criticism because he does have some guys wide open underneath that he keeps just ignoring for whatever reason. So, at some point, you just got to be like, listen, Aaron, I mean, come on, bro. Come on. You got a running game. You got to hit some check downs. Like, you don't have to play hero ball every single snap. We've seen Aaron Rodgers play better football than what we're seeing right now. But that's what we've seen him do year after year is have to play hero ball. So it's hard to just say all of a sudden he's supposed to wake up and realize, oh, I've got a guy that can run the ball halfway decent. Let me give it to him all the time. It doesn't always work that way. And and it's funny to you. You mentioned Dan Marino. I was thinking the same thing because for the longest, Dan Marino was one of the, the quarterbacks who made the most of the least amount of talent around him. And when I think of Aaron Rodgers, I think of a of, of, of similar ilk because he's had to do so much for so many years. And, and we, we haven't even touched on the fact that when McCarthy fired his, his quarterback coach, didn't even tell Aaron about it. Now, that's yep. going to cause some discord right there. And that would that be also, that could be part of why he's been playing the way he's playing. You fire that was your easy. quarterback coach, that's your right-hand dude. That's the one that you go to before you go to your head coach. That's the dude that you go to to try and iron everything out. And when you and take away your right-hand man, things don't always go the way you want them to go. And now he's got the feel. He's probably feeling like he's got to shoulder more than what he should be doing because of that, because of the lack of weapons around him, because he's had to do it for so long. And he's still got that bum knee, too. So he's not 100% and he, either. And they got rid of Jordy Nelson who was right. not only Mr. Reliable, <laughs> Mr. Clutch, Mr. Third Down, they're also very good friends. Right. And His so, receiving core know. went from Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams, and Randall Cobb to Devontae Adams and rookies. Right, because Randall Cobb then disappeared. <laughs> I mean, De- Devontae Adams is taking over Jordy Nelson's spot, and I thought it was going to be uh, Cobb that was going to at least at the very least, elevate his game, but he's on a milk card. He was on a billboard. I haven't seen him since. So, and 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 what's the other dude's name? We can't even pronounce it. It's so dog on long. Aquamania is something or other. Maybe I got the wrong team, but to your point, Train, no. he doesn't have the weapons that he used to have. Where no. where's the where's the tight end that he used to have? Yeah. Now, now, let me ask y'all this question. Let me ask y'all this question. The way we talk about Tom Brady waiting for him to finally fall off that cliff and, and 
and have his skills decrease. Is it time to have that conversation about Aaron Rodgers? No. I'm just asking. No. <laughs> just no. Asking. Aaron will be 35 next month. Wasn't implying anything. Yeah. Else. <laughs> but, but the one thing about Aaron, despite that age gap between him and Brady, is Aaron gets put on the shelf way more than Tom Brady ever does. He's more he's more fragile. You know, he, he runs around more. He gets hurt more as a result. So that's just something to keep an eye on. Well, but he it, it hurts more as a result to a bad offensive line. Like, but I'm, I'm sorry, sat. just let me say this real quick. If if you can't, you just, just let me say he gets hurt more due to bad not running around, bad offensive line. Like it's gotten worse year by year by year. And I know we both got eyes. But I played them twice, okay. So I see it year by year. This guy's line gets worse. So he has to pull a rabbit out his ass every single game in order for them to win. He's ran out of rabbits. His ass got tight. It's over. Well, well, uh, the point he's probably throw some checkdowns more, right? <laughs> he, well, well, hold, hold, slow down. The the other point is when we talk about. You know, being hurt and all of that. I mean, he he. You know, in essence, he's thirty, about to be thirty-five, and you could probably take three or four years off of that because he sat for three years behind Brett Favre, and then you know he's missed a good about a full season plus um, due to injury where he wasn't playing. So he doesn't have that wear and tear on his body from getting hit. You know that some of these quarterbacks does, and he's still six years younger than, you know, Tom Brady. So I, I think he's got a good four or five years. You know, these guys are playing well into their thirties. Um, you know, in close to you know Brady's forty-one, Breeze is thirty-nine, going to be forty. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see another four or five years out of um, Aaron Rodgers. That's why we're gonna see Mike McCarthy fired, or he'll resign. Whatever, <laughs> but he's all done. And they're going to go yep. and get another coach in there because they know that if we're going to win, we need to win now. And we don't have the team, but it starts with the coach. So they know everything we're saying. So this season's going to play out. And however it plays out, it does. McCarthy's going to be gone. Unless, you know, he, hey, he could, unless they somehow know they're able to rally up and win a Super Bowl, which I don't think is even in, in the. It, it ain't gonna happen. They just don't have it. They just they don't have it. It's not gonna happen. So mark my words, next year there'll be a new coach in, in Green Bay, and um, and they're gonna be they're gonna make some moves because the Bears are for real. We all sat here and talked about the Bears last year. We gave Train a Super Bowl shuffle song. And many of us picked the Bears, even went out to Fitzky because of how good the team's been playing and the defense. And guess what? They delivered. So the Bears have arrived. <laughs> you know, they, they have arrived. And um, speaking, of, speaking of that, speaking of arrivals and the Bears, let's go ahead and do the power rankings. Because I do believe we have a new team to crack the top five in the power rankings. Which is probably why somebody said, please include my power rankings. Please, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, we you love y'all like me. Um, you, you know how it's like 
train or uh, he's basically at the podium about to announce like the next team's pick, and then here you have you know a team that the clock's already run out on, like the Vikings back in the day, running up to the podium like, no, 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 put this pick in, get this pick in. <laughs> That's basically what happened. <laughs> oh man! So, so here, here's here's um the power rankings. Uh, TMV power rankings. Number five, which I don't agree with at all, but um, you know, majority rules. The New England Patriots. Um, <laughs> number four. <laughs> Chicago Bears. Congratulations, Shane. What the hell is that? You wasn't well, still in the deck. Win is coming. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, number three, Kansas City Chiefs. Number two, the LA Rams. And number one, the uh, New Orleans Saints. I'm looking. I don't see the Baltimore Ravens on this list, though. I really don't. But anyway, um, <laughs> you got to go back. You got to go back a few weeks. See, they were up there, though. You got to go back a few weeks. Like, was that this season? Uh, I sorry, was months maybe. Yo, so did you say the Patriots? Hold, hold on. <laughs> did you say the Patriots were on this list? Patriots yeah. were, or uh, in spite of Tom Brady's, in spite of, in spite of Tom Brady's demise. Um, yeah, what about Tom Brady's demise? You know, you, you're you going to tell me a couple of times. You, wait, I'm wait, just wait, saying, wait. he said he's done you a couple of there? times. Wait, it doesn't wait, look wait. done to me. Oh, doesn't look done to me. You, you want to go there? You really think Brady's playing all that well this year? You think Tom Brady's playing? I think he's Tom still Brady? Tom Brady. Wait, 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 wait. I think he's still he's good. Still... I think he's still a really good quarterback. He was MVP last year. Is he in the conversation this year to be MVP? No. That doesn't Can mean he's being discussed. Is it even out there? What? Doesn't mean he's he's just, you know, about to just regress into be a average or bad quarterback all of a sudden. I, I don't think he's looking all that good, to be honest with you. I don't know what Tom Brady you're watching, but I I haven't been impressed with what I've seen. Yeah, he he's yeah, they're winning. I mean he got that coach. They got some you know, Gronk came back, they beat the Jets. Whoopie do. They did just lose the week before, before they went out on their bye. So I'm still wondering what you're talking about. So they beat the Jets. Big deal. Saw, I saw him outgun Patrick Mahomes quite a few weeks ago. Quite a few weeks ago. He still got it. Yeah. Yeah. Quite a few weeks ago. So he outgunned the second-year quarterback. I mean, Mahomes is a second-year quarterback. Shit, it's hard to do. Second it's hard to do. Year. <laughs> this year, it's hard to outgun Mahomes this year. Second year quarterback. Just, just, just put it out there. This is his second year, and he only played a couple of games yep. last year. So we're gonna, so we're gonna. One game Brady actually. Looking, wait, and so he's still outscoring everyone. Brady credit. The greatest of all time because he outgunned a second year quarterback. Uh, I'm still wondering. He, yes, because there's no. That, that he said he was he was done. So. No, I never said done. What I, what I said was decline. Never said done. Matter of fact, I specifically said I'm not going to say done because I've said done in the past, and he's made me keep my words. So my exact quote was, I'm not going to say he's all done, but I got to tell you guys, 
and maybe I'm wrong, but I'm seeing decline. Well, but I think I decline that. decline would be accurate. I don't think I don't think that's a bad thing to say. And honestly, his decline is still uh, maybe to your point of what you're trying to say, K Star. His decline is still better than over half the quarterbacks in the league, but it's still right. a decline. <laughs> well, yeah, but listen to what we're saying. But you know, yes, you're right. But it's Tom Brady. Yeah, is the guy who wants to play to 45. And so now we're saying, well, you know, his decline is still better than half the quarterbacks in the league. Well, that ain't Tom Brady. Tom Brady's a top, you know, top two quarterback in this NFL at his peak. It's him and someone else. It's either him and Rodgers, or it's either him and Breeze. You know, or it's either I him. I think he still and, is. You know, it's funny. It's funny that I hope you're right. I mean, for the sake of my Steelers, but, but, but I, I think it's he's still there. One of the topics I was going to cover that I decided not to, but just so you know, I was going to come to your defense about your quarterback because I feel your quarterback's getting a bad rap. I was going to actually bring it up, but, we, you know, we're running short on time. We got a lot left. No, 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 man. <laughs> but, but I felt like Big Ben getting a bad rap. I feel like, you know, we put him as one of the horsemen, but when you watch all the analysts, they don't include Big Ben in that discussion. They don't, it's they ridiculous. don't do that. And I and I was gonna ask you why is your boy getting more respect? You know? I mean I Good know question. they just lost. I know y'all just lost, but you know, I mean that, you know, he ain't gonna win every week, but still, you know. Although I, I will say this though. That 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 interception he threw in the end zone, man, I was bad. Yeah, that was bad. Dak, Dak, Dak did one like that against uh, uh, Tennessee. Kind of just like yeah, that cost you every time. Yeah, that was that yeah. was not good. That was not that was not good. Yeah, the pick um, was not good. I mean, now there was that fumble into the end zone that should have been a touchdown by Grimble. I mean, or that Connor fumble. Like the dude, he played well. He had a couple bad throws. You know, yeah. just last week he yeah. had a game-winning play against Jacksonville, but no one. I mean that. Didn't get a whole lot of coverage, so I, I don't know. Yeah. The media isn't really a big yeah. fan of Big Ben. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't either. I don't know what it is. But listen, I really want to. I want to spend some time on this Dallas game and some of these big fixes we got. So um, let's get to our special segments. Um, JB, are you ready? Yes, sir. You're on. All right, so we've got for Phenom and Peons of the Week probably uh, going to be pretty easy. So I'm going to start with the Phenoms of the Week. Is honorable mentions galore that could be um, brought out the, the 97-yard run by, by Miller, 160 yards total, Deshaun uh, Watson's performance, uh, yada, yada, yada. But this – call me a homer, but I'm going to go with a combination of Dak and Amari Cooper this, this week. It was a, a great game to watch from a Cowboy perspective, of course, to be able to see them two link up. So they did the phenom of the week, and hopefully there will be a, more of this to come down the road, especially with the Saints game coming up in 48 hours. Uh, the peon of the week, I'm actually going to Hey, man, go you couldn't give it to Eddie Jackson for getting that pick six on Thanksgiving Day? Jesus, man, y'all um, selfish with these little, little side sets. It's all right. We're going to get in there for the years out. We're going to get in there. You're going to say something about us one day. Trains, <laughs> all I'm going to say is number four. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. 
that being said. With, with the peon of the week, um, could go several different ways, but we touched upon it a little bit earlier. Peon of the week is actually going to go to the Jacksonville Jaguar coaching staff because of the fact that they fired the offensive coordinator, they benched Bortles, but still haven't addressed the obvious glaring issue, which is the defense. Defense is still a problem. And obviously in the past it's been the defense that's been riding the ship and, and making sure everything is straight, but Benching Bortles is not going to solve the defensive problem. Firing the offensive coordinator not going to solve the problem. Probably going to help uh, at least the offensive side because Bortles has just been stinking up the joint. But I just don't see and understand the logic in that one. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm off. But I just don't understand that one. Defense seems to be an issue more so in the past and needs to be more addressed than what I've been hearing. So for that, they get my piano of the week. All right. I'll just say that um, I get the whole Dak thing, but I would have just gave it to Amari. I mean, what he did running yeah, oh, yeah. was all him, was all him. And, uh, um, you know, and I think, I don't know, I think we were all, I don't know that anyone disagreed that he was worth the first round pick on this show, but certainly around the general NFL public, there were a lot of centers. And I think. Um, yeah, we were the minority. Right. And I think, you know, once again, the Madden Boys crew has shown um, its intellectual uh, capital here. And, um, you know, he's, as far as I'm concerned, it's, it's, it's proven. I don't really care what happens the rest of the year. It's, he's shown what he is capable of. And there was, there's not anyone out there that they would have picked up in the first round that would have been better than this guy who's already a seasoned, young, seasoned. And did you see those jets he had? Good God. Me and Jay watching the game talk about he ain't gonna get caught, is he? Woo! So good for Mark yeah. Cooper. All right. Yeah. And, and uh, one other thing, real quick. There's honorable mention I, I need to give, and, and I should be ashamed of myself. I want to give honorable mention to, to Michael Gout because you lose your brother, you find out about it right after the game. Short weeks uh, of time to really recover. You get around your teammates. You're able to actually play in the game. Uh, if the shoe was on my foot, not sure how I would do it. So I gotta give him some props for for going out there and being able to compete, uh, given the heavy Who? heart that he had. Who is Shama? Gallup, receiver for the Cowboys. Oh, is um, God, yeah, his wow. brother had committed suicide during the during the game on uh, on Sunday oh against was it the Falcons or something like that. I think it was. Um, wow. Can't find out about it until afterwards, and, and just the way the team rallied around him, I thought that was cool, and being able to suit up and actually play. And, and I mean, he only had a couple of catches, but he's out there on the field with, with his with his teammates. So I, I got to give him give him props for that one. You know, I just, I, wow. I want to add one thing. Um, if you guys get a chance, go to the Cowboys website and watch um, the Jason Garrett um, game ball presentation after yep. the Thanksgiving Day game because he gave the game ball to Michael Gallup. And, you know, this is where I have an issue on people that say that Jason Garrett isn't a leader of men and is just the clapper and that Jerry Jones runs everything and Garrett does nothing. Um, You know, you can tell if you watch just that clip, it's about 90 seconds, two minutes, you can tell who runs that team on that level. Maybe Jerry's up there, you know, general manager and overseeing 
But when it's day-to-day stuff, there's no doubt who runs that team. And I'm not going to tell you what happens. I want you guys, if you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor. It'll be it'll be a good two minutes out of your day. It's got nothing to do with Dallas. It just has to do with humanity. Yeah, and it has to do with with humanity and how you how you treat someone who just you know, like Jay said, his brother committed suicide. You know, and you know this is how this is how the team recognized him. This is what the coach did. So watch it. It'll be worth two minutes of your time to really watch it. And it's just, you know, in, in, a, in a society where, you know, we're throwing tear gas at, at kids and, and, and all this craziness that's going on and mass shootings and people losing their homes and fires. And, you know, our, our story about a lady that lived in California a year ago, lost her home, um, five months ago, moved to Paradise, California, started over, built a new house, lost that one too. You know, I heard another story about a, uh, the, 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 a girl that was involved in the shooting in Las Vegas and then was also involved in the shooting they had in Thousand Oaks, California. You know, when you hear these stories, you just be like, oh, my God, what is going on in the world? What the fuck? This is something that I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine? Not one. Oh, my God. Mass shootings. Right. So this is something that um, will restore your faith, even if it's only for a minute in humanity. And I look for things like this, to be totally honest with you, because humanity just disgusts me. People just disgust me. If I look for things that have me keep, you know, as I used to say, my brother used to say all the time, keep hope alive, one of my one of my yeah. sayings from back in the day. Um, anyway. And it's definitely worth a while. I watched yeah. it like three times myself, and, and it just goes to show you that these are football players, yes, but they're also human beings. And I, I think at times we as fans in society forget that these folks got to put pants on one leg and just like we do. They breathe the same air we breathe, eat the same kind of food we eat. They're human beings. Okay, Dak. Okay, Dak. What, what, what's that got to do with it? You didn't see his interview? Where'd that come from? You didn't see his Where'd that come from? You didn't hear Dak's interview when they talk about the Saints? No, no, I didn't. Uh, he said they put their pants on one leg at a time like we do. Oh, no, I didn't hear any of that. No, but, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, it's, it's just that they're football players, yes, but they're human beings first. And uh, it, it, it's definitely worth watching. I think it, if, if Train and, and K-Stuff haven't seen it, definitely carve out some time so that you can see it's only going to be a couple minutes, but it's worth it. Okay. Uh, K-Star, you're up. Yeah, hard pass for me this week. I didn't have enough time today to put it together. Figures, of course. Of course not. I'm sorry. You know, I was here on time. You know, there was some music playing in the background. I'm like, what, what is going on? Hey, I guess you I should have done it, it you know, during that time. I don't know, I'm right? That's what I was saying. I, I should have done it during then. You know, you got two, what is it, give you one job, you got two jobs. Par rankings and bona fide bona front. Anyway. Fine. No bonafide, bonafide. Hey, I, I'll do it for you. Bonafide is everybody else on this show. Bonafide is you. Ah, you got a punchline. You got one in. <laughs> hey, I was going to ask Train, how that window looking now, Train? I didn't that window closed a little bit over the weekend? Oh, boy. Uh-oh. 
Oh man, <laughs> you got to do him like that, man. Come, you know, come, come he still got the, they still got the division on lock, man. They still got the division uh-huh. on lock, you yeah, know, because them number, number one Ravens. They uh, they they, they did they did do that. They did do that. Yeah, that was kind of expected, man, though. Uh, I wasn't, you know. So, all right. Oh um, my bad, I said hello. Are you ready? <laughs> I am ready, man. I actually am ready. Please right. lost me All to get right, ready, roll. but I'm ready. Let's roll. Let's All right. So um, I'm not going to belabor a whole lot of talk. Let's just say last week's results, we had two people at 3-3. Three and three. That was uh, T and myself and two people at 4-2, and two, which was JB and, and K-Star, I believe. So that was the tie. Was the last and I believe. Hmm? Uh, what do you mean you believe? Like, who else is left? If you said you and train first, yeah, never mind. Just go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You ain't even got your segment in, you being rude. Man, what is wrong with you tonight? <laughs> oh, I know. That's why I, I, I cut my own mic off. You're right. Never mind. Forget it. Okay. <laughs> so our overall leader is still Little Big Brother Jay. <laughs> so. <laughs> So I'm like, T, I, I really do want to get to these games. I kind of struggled with picking and pick six. It wasn't really a lot of, like, really good matchups. And, two, I had to kind of dig and kind of find out, yeah, maybe these teams need to win as they're out of the playoffs and kind of keep the stronghold. But, you know, I would say the, our, our, our definitely one of our matchups of the week will be Thursday night. Man, this is going to come soon. Uh, Saints 10-1 and, and Cowboys 6-5. and five. You know, this is big simply because, one, uh, the Cowboys are – they have the division lead based on head-to-head, but yet uh, are still tied uh, with the Redskins, and they're facing a, man, a truly dominant Saints team. So, um, a, either T or J, man. Let me real quick. They actually have the division yes. lead based on division records. They're 3-1. and one. Oh, okay. And the Redskins okay. are 2-1. 2-1, and one. okay. All right. Okay. With that said, you got to talk about this. Because <laughs> this is big. Talk about this. Maybe <laughs> you want to go or you want me to go? Uh, I'll go because I'll leave you some meat. Um, I was going to go with the Cowboys. Uh, I think that the emergence of having Amari Cooper there, even with the possibility of Tyrone Smith being out, I still think that – the running game will be there. Uh, Cooper opening up down the field is going to open up lanes underneath. We haven't heard a whole lot about Cole Beasley. Obviously, Cooper's been getting a lot of the attention. I wouldn't be surprised if he's the dark horse in this game because of the attention that, that, um, that Zeke is going to get and Cooper's going to get. I think the defense is strong enough to not stop. You can't stop the same defense but I think or offense, but I think the Cowboy D has enough to slow it down a bit and, and keep that offense off the field. Um, so I'm going to go with the Cowboys uh, with game management and, and Cole Beasley being the, the dark horse in this one. So, you know, allow me a moment or two here on this one, guys. Um, yes, so absolutely, if, absolutely. Yeah, so if I wasn't a Cowboy fan, I would pick the Saints. Um, it's going to be a tall challenge for the Cowboys. 
but I want to remind everybody, and it's been mentioned, um, that nine years ago, the Cowboys, led by Tony Romo, went into New Orleans at 8-5 and five to play a 13-0 Drew Brees Saints. I actually watched some of that game today. I, I, I couldn't – I wanted to watch the whole game, but uh, life didn't allow, but I was able to watch enough of it to get it to kind of remember – it kind of all came back to me. It was really nice to see some of the players that I forgot was even on a Michael Jenkins and Keith Brookings and, you know, of course, oh, wow. Ware, but Jay Ratliff and, um, you know, Bobby Carpenter and, you know, just to see these guys and Marion the Barbarian Barber and Patrick Creighton. And it was really nice to go back and be like, damn, I remember this team. Um, and the Cowboys beat them. And, you know, and they beat them with defense. But they also went after them early because they knew we can't let this team get up on us 14 nothing, 14-3, 17-3. It, it's over. Because they were, you know, Drew Brees leads high-powered teams. It's what he, what he does. But let me, let me also say this. I'm in a fucked-up position right now, okay, because <laughs> Drew Brees is my fantasy quarterback. And I am eight and four in both fantasy leagues going into the last game of the season before the playoffs in both leagues. Eight and four in both leagues. Drew Brees is my quarterback in, on one of my teams. And who am I playing in both leagues? None other than my own brother. You got it. <laughs> my, both my teams suck. Don't even worry about it. You can have yeah, me but, as a damn quarterback instead of Brees. You're still going to win. You know, it's it's still it's still, it's like you know of all of all the luck to have to go against. So the Cowboys are playing against my fantasy quarterback. So I'm sitting there saying, okay, can we get a 54 to 51 game? Um, you know, like they had a couple weeks ago, and Breeze can throw like seven touchdowns. You know, um, you know because listen, on paper, you're right, Jay. I should win, but we both know that's not how fantasy football works. Even though Case side a nerve, it says some stupid thing out talking about. Well, this is how this how many this how it should be. No case star. That's not how it oh. should be. How it is. Oh no, I got screwed. How it should be. The game actually happened. <laughs> okay, all this yeah. statistical analytics. No, how it should be is this year. You absolutely suck. In the past, you've been a juggernaut. You ain't a juggernaut Me? this year. No, no, no. stop it, dude. I'm sick of this score. This is record? garbage. You just said last week. You just said last week. You, said you even noticed it. And you're like, oh, okay. No, I'm not going to let yeah, you do that Bill Parcells trap. This is fantasy football, bro. No. Yeah, notice it. Last it's, week, you agreed. This week, you disagreed. Players. What happened? What happened? Why do you disagree this record? week that last week you agreed? Still suck, bro. What's your, what's your record? Something DS, like five and seven. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's some BS. Well, I got to say, yeah. second, second, hey, second, Trey, what's your record? Score. Hey, Trey, how you, how you making Mine's it? Mine's like seven and five, bro. Hey, that's what I thought. Seven and yeah, five. So, yeah, Hey, that's why but I'm Trey, five and seven. I ain't saying squat. Yeah, and JB ain't sending out no damn thing saying, well, this I should be. I really should be this. Because he's like, because the team's trash. Mine's actually good. You know what I mean? My bitch your, your team has scored a lot of points. Man, I'm, yo, I'm second in scoring, but all right. Go ahead. Hey, don't make you. I beat you. That win. You were second in that game, I'll tell you that. There you go. So, I, I say that to say that – um, so the Cowboys have been in this position as an organization before. Of course, pretty much no 
one is on it. I think J.P. Lattice was probably the only one left on the team from nine years ago um, when this happened. I don't think there's anybody else left. Um, might be a couple of coaches. Of course, Drew Brees and Sean Payton are still with the Saints. I don't think there's anyone left on that team. Um, but as an organization, they can look back and take solace and, hey, you know, and that was done in New Orleans. Now at least they're home. So, so here, here's the deal. Um, you know, they've got to establish Ezekiel Elliott. And I'm worried because Zeke had to miss a practice. They, they you know, he sat out Monday's practice um, or Sunday's practice because, you know, it was a little sore from Thanksgiving. Uh, Tyron Smith is going to be a game-time decision. He didn't play Thursday, but thank God they got Cameron Fleming from the Patriots, so he did an okay job filling in. Um, and, you know, Connor Williams is available now, so we'll see what happens. Um, you know, but the, the, the offensive line is a little banged up right now. So I, I'm, I, I'll be honest to say I am worried about this game. But I think if the Cowboys D can step up and – you know, get some pressure. What we have seen, the one thing we've all agreed on that is true, any of these quarterbacks, any of these mega superstar quarterbacks, their Achilles heel is make them uncomfortable. Make them uncomfortable in the pocket. Even Breeze, even Brady, even Rodgers, even Ben, make them uncomfortable. Don't let them sit back there. If you give Breeze enough time, he's going to pick you apart. He is that damn good. So make them uncomfortable. Dallas has Randy Gregory's playing. DeMarcus Lawrence, of course, is playing. I don't think David Irving's going to play, which is it's a problem because he could he can be rather disruptive. Um, you know, the blitz packages they've been running, they have been able to put some nice heat. They, they don't, you know, they haven't wowed us in the number of sacks, but they've been able to put some pressure on quarterbacks this year. And the secondary's playing better. And, of course, we know about those two linebackers playing really, really well. So they have a slugger's chance. And like Mike Tyson said, everybody got to play until you get punched in the mouth. They got to go into this game and punch him in the mouth. My last comment is um, I like Dak's attitude. You know, we don't have to bow down to anybody. They've won 10 in a row. We won three in a row. They put on their pants one leg at a time just like we do. But I love Demarcus Lawrence's attitude. And I don't have it in front of me, but you can go on Twitter and read. But he was just like, yeah, whatever. You know, we're going to go there and play some smash mouth football. Like, like he would like amped up. I want to see this team amped up. I want to see this team excited about this opportunity. This is your measuring stick. This is – you're playing the best team in the NFL. Let's just call it like it is. If you can't get up – I mean, we've all competed on different levels, whether it was sports, whether it was Madden, whether it was whatever – and when you're playing against the best, you want to bring your best. And this is what's happening. You've got a chance to send a message to the league. We have arrived. We have arrived. And, and this is the time to do it. Don't walk in there and, and, and bow down to anybody because they're 10-1. and one. They ain't done nothing yet. They've just won 10 games. They ain't done nothing yet. We'll talk about all that in the postseason. Right now, handle your business. Handle your business. Send a message to, to the NFL and to the NFC and to the NFCs that the, Cowboys, <coughs> that the Cowboys have arrived. This game is so big for me that I'm going to do a special Madden voice Thursday. 
I decided I talked to my brother a little earlier today, and I told him about it. Um, y'all don't, you know, you know how I do when I do my solo shows. I'm letting you know, hey, you want to join me, you're welcome to, but don't stress it. But um, if, if everything works out in my personal life with my job and I can get done in time, I'll be on the air at 5 o'clock Eastern time Thursday because the pregame starts at 6. So my plan is be on the air 5 o'clock Thursday, and we're going to talk about this game in, in much more detail than I can get into right now. But um, if I was a betting man, yes, I would pick the Saints because they're that damn good. But my loyalty has me picking my Cowboys, and if they can just get out the block strong, the ball first score, if you don't get the ball first, stop them. Send a message right from the beginning. We got a game, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to have four quarters of some good football and batting down the hatches. But if you let these guys come and get up on you, 10 nothing, 14 nothing, 17 nothing. it's over. I don't see the Cowboys with the firepower to fight back from that. It's over. And, oh, and one other thing, a lot of people comment how they're the number one run defense. And I, I laugh at that. It's like, do I have to educate everybody? Not, I'm not talking about you guys. I'm talking about the, you know, the, the, the pundits out there. Y'all know why they're the number one run defense? Because they get up on people 24 to nothing by the middle of the second quarter. And you you abandon the run and you're throwing because you got you got to catch up. Now I'm not saying they don't have a good run D, but let's not blow it out of proportion. Cowboys have played two top five oh. run defenses and run all over them, so that don't mean nothing. It means zero. Just just for the record, it means nothing. I'm more worried about what they're going to do on offense. So you mean to tell me the Bears are the real number one run defense? Yes, sir. I appreciate you explaining that to me. I did. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, that. And I can count on Zeke to give me some points this weekend on Thursday. I can do, I can do that. I can do that. Oh, Zeke, Zeke. Yeah. All Zeke, right. Zeke, Zeke, Zeke. Yeah. Oh, trust me. Listen, here, here's the funny part about it. Mark Colombo, who is the new offensive line coach now, like four weeks, and we've seen Zeke go crazy since Mark Colombo took over as offensive line coach, was actually – injured for the game nine years ago. He was on the Cowboys' offensive line, but he didn't play. <laughs> but he was in the stadium. He was there. And now he's the offensive line coach. So I, I, it's, it's kind of ironic that he can go back to that game and talk about what Dallas was able to do against a 13-0 Drew Brees team. And, and so, anyway, but, yeah, no, count on Zeke early in Austin. Zeke will get the ball early in Austin. All right, I'm done. Thank nice. you for indulging me, gentlemen. All right, with that said, I know me and K-Star are probably taking the Saints. Uh, K-Star, are you taking um, <laughs> Cowboys? <laughs> and by, of course you taking the Saints. Yeah, yeah. Got, got I mean, I feel you. The Cowboys have a chance. The Cowboys have a chance that they get up early and control the game. They they have the personnel to control the game, but it's so tough to get up on the Saints like that. So, I mean, yeah, we'll see. But Saints are just killing yeah. people. I mean, by like you said, T, if you're not a fan, of course you're going to take the Saints. Uh, but I look forward to what y'all look like. Um, it's definitely, it's definitely it will be a measuring stick for the for, for the Dallas Cowboys uh, to go up against a juggernaut at this time of the, in the season. And, uh, man, best of luck to you. We'll be facing a juggernaut in two weeks. So. 
Right. I, I, I told the guys I appreciate the spirit and energy in which they fought. Um, please don't talk to me about more victories and things of that nature. Uh, that'd be disrespectful. Yeah, I don't want to hear about moral victories because we went in there and lost 41 to 38. I don't want to hear it. I'm going to tell you guys right now. I'm not coming here next week talking about, well, we were competitive. We fought. They kicked the last second field goal and won the game. But we, no, I don't want to hear all that. I'm not, I'm not interested in any of that garbage. I'm going to say that. I'm putting that out there right now. All right. And if I do come on and say that next week, all three of y'all have a right. To, to, to come at me and wreck me for it because I'm not interested in more victories. This ain't about more Come victories. in, bro. It's about getting a damn win. You should have kept playing that clip about to unleash holy hell. Yeah, but they, <laughs> that, 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 that was, they had lost. So I can't play it too much because I ain't trying to jig the cowboy. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying I may have to play that next week if we lose, but let's wait till next week and hopefully I don't got to play it. Hopefully, you know, I come in here with a little bit, a little bit of a different uh, attitude. How about this cowboy? I'm sorry. All right. Um, next. (laughs) Y'all good? So, like I said, I struggled to find some games, but I think these two may be pretty interesting. Um, simply because one is in the playoff hunt, other. Not quite so much, but maybe you never know what happens towards the end of the season. But I put the Ravens six and five at the Falcons four and seven. Uh, I just figured this would be one of those those middle road matchups that um, Falcons lose. We know they're pretty much gone out of the playoff hunt. In the um, yeah, Ravens lose definitely makes them uh, a little bit harder to dig. In the uh, out of the AFC, but they would still have a chance. So, uh, K Star, who you got? Yeah, I got the uh, and stuff. I'm gonna go with the Ravens. Um, they're running the ball really well since Lamar Jackson's taken over. The Falcons given 5.1 yards per carry and have been really bad against the run due to injury, amongst other factors. I think that the Ravens can exploit that. Their defense good enough to get a few stops on the high-powered Falcons offense. So, um, going with Ravens. Jake? You know what? I think I am, too. I know that uh, the Falcons, they got one of their defensive players coming back. I want to say it's um, Deion Jones. Maybe he was back in the last game. I'm not sure. Um, But Lamar Jackson presents a whole different set of problems that Joe Flacco ever could. And I think his his feet are going to be a problem. I wouldn't be surprised if the arm becomes a problem too, and I just don't know if if they've got enough to to solve that Lamar Jackson issue. Uh, I think they'll be able to put up some points, but not enough to beat the Ravens. So I too am going to take the Ravens. T. Ravens. Because I'll be the one up against the grain with the Falcons up against the wall. I think they fight hard to stay in this playoff hunt. So take Atlanta. Next, we got Mr. Moxie and Disrespectful himself. <laughs> Baker Mayfield and his Browns at 4-6-1 going up against the 8-3 Texans. Can they pull off an upset K-Star? hope so, but I don't expect it. I think the Houston Texans win. Force a lot of turnovers against young Baker Mayfield. Jay? Well, I didn't care who the Browns playing again. Texans. 
Texans. All right. Now I'm going Texans. Eight and three. Um, it's it's ironic the Packers and the Browns have the same record. Who would have thought? And we're not talking about the first game of the season. That's just really funny. Um, Texans. <laughs> D. Uh, who's home? Texans are home. Texans. Alright. As much as upsets are fun to watch. Uh, I think Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mayfield learns a valuable lesson this week, but uh, necessarily I don't think it'll be easy for them Texans. But uh, I still think they'll be able to pull it off and probably go nine in a row. All right, now to some of the games that matter, man. We got the Vikings uh, hanging on at six four and one, uh, going to Foxborough against the Patriots and the uh, declining. Tom Brady, eight and three. So, K Star, what you got? Yeah, I'm I'm going with the declining Tom Brady. (laughs) Hmm. Okay. Jay. That's also. All right. T. Oh, boy. Uh, the Pats are home. <laughs> yeah. Should be easy. Yeah. Nah, they're home. Um, you know, I'm not – I, you know, you guys will, will know that I am not a believer in Kirk Cousins, um, although he did, you know, they did just beat the, the, the Packers. But um, I'm, I'm Actually, just – I never believed in him. Was that? I said Packers are hanging on by a thread anyway. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a good game. Um, but I, I can't pick Kirk Cousins. I just – I don't believe him. So I would be um, – you know, this is a guy that went one and six against Dallas in four seasons. Um, just, you know. Um, and I guess this is a situation where even a, a, a Brady that's not playing Brady-like football – that way, Gronk being back should still have enough at home to be able to beat the Vikings. I mean, if they can't beat the Vikings at home, they're going to have some big troubles if they hit the playoffs. So this is a game they need to win. They need to kind of, you know, they, they lost before the bye against Tennessee. They got whoops. And then, yeah, they beat the Jets. But, you know, I think the four of us can put a team together to beat the Jets. So, I mean, um, this, is a, this is a game where the, the Patriots need to kind of send a message that, you know, send a message to me. Prove me wrong. Stay at Tom Brady and play like Brady. You know, go out there and do what you normally do. Let's show me. You know, and I, I ain't got no problem coming on here and saying, okay, he had a great game. I just know lately I haven't seen that out of him. So let's see, let's see what he can do at home against the Vikings. But I am picking the picture. All right. Yeah. Uh, I would love to see the Vikings lose. They might mess around and win this game. Yeah, I still am not picking them. I don't give a damn how many chances they got. Don't like nobody in the north but us. Next, Chargers 8-3. This might be a really good one. 
This is a really good one. My Chargers eight and three at the Steelers, seven three and one. Yeah, this might this may be Woo! this may be the game of the week. We um yes um bro, you better keep that stick in that window, man, because somebody tried to close on you last week, bro. Just saying, don't let them do it, K Star. You know what I'm saying? Y'all supposed to have that game, man. Them different Broncos, they were limping in, bro. They came in with that D. Hey, Joey Bosa coming back. Man, hey, do at least tell us why. Sounds like you should. No, it sounds like you should pick first. I'm I'm hearing the Chargers lean, so. Well, unfortunately, it's my section, so I get to say who picked first. So go ahead. Don't make me go (laughs) Stephen A on you. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, um... Steelers, right? They're undefeated at home. The offense plays so much better at home for whatever reason. Uh, defense allowing only five yards per play. Chargers 5.5. I mean, yeah, definitely the, the lowest thing is real. Uh, Steelers have arguably the best offensive line in football, though. They neutralize Von Miller, neutralize uh, Chubb. Um, I don't think they're going to absolutely neutralize Joey Bosa, but they'll they'll keep him check enough for Big Ben to have time down the field to throw. Um and defensively, I mean, the Chargers really haven't played too many tough opponents to date. We saw them play against the Chiefs week one, and they got eviscerated. Uh, I expect them to – well, I expect the game to be close, but, you know, I like Pittsburgh at home. The offense kicks into a higher gear, and that defense pass rush is, should be come after uh, Phillip Rivers. All right. Anybody convinced by that? Um, who's home? Okay. Home is the Steelers, 7-3-1, Chargers, 8-3. Yeah, and it's for that reason, I'm going to go with, with Pittsburgh also. Um, we, we know about the outside pass rushers that the Chargers have. Quarterbacks hate to rush up the middle, and I'm sure they're, they're pretty stout up the middle, but Steelers just seem to be different at home. And, and plus, coming off that, that loss to the Broncos, they're going to be pretty pissed off. I think Chargers are going to give them a run, but I'm going to take the Steelers. All right. You know, I love, and, and Jay, this ain't directed at you, so don't take this like I'm coming at you because I'm not. Um, but I love when I hear people say because the team lost, they're going to be pissed off and that's going to get them extra motivation. And like just, you know, and Jay, I hear this all the time. It's like, you know, so they need extra motivation to play well? <laughs> you know, like, you know, um, uh, did y'all see what Philip Rivers did last week because home yeah. homeboy was on fire. I'm gonna mention Filipino. I mean, he was he 28 out of 29 on fire. My backup quarterback, by the way. Thank you, Trent. Um, I'm good. I'm you know I'm sorry, K Star. I, <laughs> I, I, I'm reluctant to pick against against the Steelers at home. Um, but you know, and and this we go through this every year with either like a Kansas City or a, or a Chargers team. I know they're L.A. now, but they were San Diego, whatever, um, where they get us, they bring us up, they bring us up, and then at some point they drop us, right? And so Kansas City doesn't appear that they're going to at least do that in a regular season, although there's still five games to go, so let's see what happens. Um, and for some reason, I don't think L.A. Chargers, I think, I think they're on to something this year. I think they're, they're going to be in the mix. And I think this is a statement game for them. 
to, you know, like I talked about the Cowboys, this, this, this win would be a statement game to the NFC. Like, oh, we're here. I think this could be a signature win for San Diego. I mean, uh, LA to go into Pittsburgh, uh, Pittsburgh might, yeah, Jay's probably right. They're a little upset that they lost, but at the same time, they probably, they might be a little reeling a little bit. And, um, you know, and, and with Phillip Rivers, man, he was off, man, 28 out of 29, something like whatever it was. Good. Yep. Uh, so I, I'm going to go with this. I'm going to go with the – I think this would be considered an upset regardless of the records because you are going into a tough place to play in Pittsburgh. And, you know, hey, I, I ain't trying to talk bad about the Steelers because I think, I think I've been very kind with my words about the Steelers over the years. Um, and, I, you know, and the Steelers are a solid team and they're a good team. But, um, you know, I, 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 I think the Chargers may take this one. So I'm going to go ahead and go with the Chargers. Let, let me also right. add that, that Gordon is going to be out for a few weeks. So that's yeah, the know. other reason why I'm going to go Pittsburgh, too. Yeah. I don't know if that's By the way, wow, Zeke's leading the league in rushing again. Zeke's leading the league in rushing again. Just thought I'd throw that out there. But anyway, guys. <laughs> so, uh, man, this is, is kind of a tough one to pick. On one end, I'm kind of. You know, then I'm looking at the Steelers play after they really torched Carolina. I mean, they struggled against Jacksonville, yet they pulled it out. They struggled against Denver and, and still lost that one in the last minute. It's like these past two weeks were not indicative of the play that they had uh, the month prior. Uh, so going on with you guys uh, in the month of November. But the month of, the month of December is here. Um Gosh, it's a tough one, man. Uh, right now, I'll I give the Steelers benefit of the doubt to pull this one off at home. Not really feeling this. You know, Chargers may miss uh, Melvin Gordon, but Eckler can definitely uh, get the job done. Yeah, that dude is something else. So, for now, I'll just go with the Steelers. So, Last another week, divisional matchup, NFC East. It's a very important game uh, as it goes hand-in-hand hand with the Saints and Cowboys. Um, but you got the Redskins at 6-5, and five, traveling to the Eagles at 5-6, and six, and the Redskins being led by now Colt McCoy. Oh, my God. Sounds exciting. K-Star. Uh, yeah, Eagles at home. I like the Eagles. Okay. Man, can can we wish for a tie or something? Because there's some burrows. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm mad at the Giants. They, they could have beaten the Eagles, and then it'd be a two-team uh, race instead of a three-team. But anyway, digress. I, I too, am going to go with the Eagles at home. McCoy is, what, 7-18 as a starter? And they're on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, I'm going to go with the Eagles. Key? Yeah, I mean, you know, screw the Giants. They had a chance to win that game, and they, they just collapsed. Um, but that would have been that would have been a good thing to put the Eagles down with uh, seven losses. So now the Eagles are at five and six. The Redskins are at six and five. 
Um, we may be sitting here in a week with three six and six teams in the NFC East. And, um, oh my God, that's so crazy. And um, you know, the the reality of it, and I don't even know because Dallas and Philly. No, wait a minute. Dallas beat Philly, so and they still have one more to play. They both beat. So Dallas would actually mm-hmm. still be in first place. If mm-hmm. Philly wins, even with a loss, they both would be three and one. But Dallas beat Philly, so they would still be, stay in first place even if they lose. Okay, I had to talk myself through mm-hmm. that. Um, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> but but it could be three, six, and six teams. Uh, I'm going to go with the Eagles. Um, you know, Colt McCoy. Uh, you know, I I just love. I think they do it because of ratings. You got, you know, you, you you want ratings, and you know, Colt McCoy. You know, they're not going to lose much with Colt McCoy, really. Then why wasn't he the starter? If they weren't, you know, why did you go out and spend uh, uh, eighty-five billion dollars on Alex Smith if you've got a guy that's so much cheaper and you're not going to miss a beat? No, you are going to miss a beat. Why did you even trade for Alex Smith? Not right. only did they pay him, they traded for him and right. then right. paid him. <laughs> right. But did, but did you want to tell us that, you know, not only the team, but then all the pundits are going to say, well, he's a similar quarterback. No, he's not as good, period. Like, that's why he's the backup. You know, it, it, is, it is not often. I mean, I mean, there's rare situations. You know, when Aaron Rodgers was sitting on the bench behind Favre, we kind of knew that Aaron Rodgers was going to be pretty good. Um, you know, there, there's certain times where there's a, you know, Romo was coming off the bench, you know, sat behind that. Okay, you know, there's certain situations. There's the oddball situations. But normally, and this is one of those, uh, Colt McCoy, he aight, he aight. But, he, he, nah, man. Hey, and, and this is in Philly? Is this, this is in Philly, right? Right. In Philly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Philly Eagles are going to win this game. Well, Eagles are going to win this game. They're going to go to 6-6. Six and six. The Redskins are going to fall to 6-6. Six and six. And Dallas really needs, you're not to bring everything back to Dallas, but, yeah, I'm bringing it back to Dallas. Dallas. Got to get this win, man. This is such an important win. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, Trent. Uh, Simply said, Eagles, his first game, first game in. Team zeroed in on Adrian Peterson, forced in the pass. Cole McCoy can't, couldn't get it done. I don't think he'll get a guy to get it done this time either. Um, yeah. Eagles. Okay. That's it for the pick six, man. Good luck. Good luck this week. And by the way, no one went six and zero. Just in case you guys wanted to know. That whole hey, you know, you six know, fat is over. Going six and zero is hard, <laughs> and to do it twice like I did, JB did. You know, train through one in there. Uh, I think it kind of ends there. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so, um, you know, I guess the the last thing is, before we get out of here, final words is, you know, for many leagues, many fantasy leagues, um, this, this I think most fantasy leagues, I know some may do one more week. Um, you know, I know um, the league, the NBX league originally um, went one extra week, and then at week 17 was the Super Bowl, and I, I talked Brazil into changing that because, you know, we both know that a lot of times if you got a team, you know, starters get 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 rested, and it's not fair. It's just not fair to be, you know, Drew Brees is sitting on the bench resting, and I'm playing in the Super Bowl, you know, or the championship, whatever. So most fantasy leagues will be wrapping up this week. Um, 
And, uh, you know, as I stated earlier, I, I, you know, I know Jay said, you know, not to worry, but he's still my brother. You know what I mean? I would rather not be playing my brother the last week of the season where I'm trying to, I'm pretty sure I'm in the playoffs in both leagues, but, you know, I don't want to take an unnecessary loss. And then, then really would really to have to go up against Drew Brees, um, you know, it, 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 he's my fantasy quarterback, but I got to play him on Thursday, which uh, just, you know, it's not, 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 not good, not good at all. But I want to wish anyone out there, you know, anyone out there in fantasy land luck, uh, if you're trying to get into your playoffs, good luck because this is it. This is it. Wish you the best. And, uh, you know, we'll touch on fantasy next week. Um, I think train looks looking good to get in the playoffs. I'm looking good to get in the playoffs. And I think JB and K oh, yeah. are going to be on the outside looking in, but we'll we'll touch on that. Um, Got to reset my damn I have not had lost a game last week. Was that? <sighs> I forgot to reset my roster, and I lost the loss because I messed around and, and left Mitch in, uh, not going back through all my leagues, and just I forgot to recheck this one. And, yeah, I got a zero at quarterback, and only lost by fourteen points. Yeah, me. For being a dumbass. Right, exactly. This is oh, winnable. Man, that sucks. Kevin was struggling. That sucks. So, um, yeah. All right, so uh, final words. Uh, hey, Train, since you were already talking, why don't you, uh, your, your final thoughts? So, I, I just want to mention a couple things. I try not to do along with it. I don't know what the hell got into Leonard Fournette. Like, come on, <laughs> bro. You just got back from an injury. What the hell is wrong with you? Like, you came out of nowhere. And you punched this big dude who I don't think you would normally walk up on in the streets. Like, he blindsided the big guy, sucker punched him, and pissed. I can't even remember the dude's name for the Giants, man. But when I saw that his number was 90 and your number is 20-something, he bigger than you. Like, if they let him go, that dude will eat you, bruh. Like... I don't think that was wise. You better be glad y'all in two separate conferences because he got to wait another four years to see you. So, but I don't know what got done for that. Now he's suspended for a game. He's going to try to appeal, but that's not, you're not going to get it. You threw a punch, and it wasn't even about you. Didn't make sense. So, so stupid. Just, I, yeah, I don't, that, I don't that, get those guys. That was actually the Bills, um, same conference. That, that was the Bills that they played. Also, it's the Bills. Okay. Yes. Y'all might see each other again real quick. Bro, that was not smart. That dude will not forget that. Yes. Yeah, I forgot. That just sure was the Bills. The other thing I, think, I want to mention is. I think it was funny that they okay. had him walking out the same tunnel together. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Boy, it was like trying to hold two pits back. Well, it was, they were trying to hold Big Boy back because. You know, Leonard over there still chopping. Like, he wasn't trying to walk towards dude after he saw how big he was. Like, he took the helmet off. was like, oh, damn, I think I hit a bear. Like, dude, mm-hmm. are, you, are you asking to get to get crushed? You you, you got to mm-hmm. be. So, yeah, now that I know they're in the same conference, oh, my gosh. Yeah, his, his, his picture's posted up on dude's locker. Like, I, I'm going to see you again. I'm going to see you again. The other thing I want to mention is, it just went quiet on this show. The Bears played three division games in 12 days, guys. And we went 3-0. and 
And we played the last one with a backup quarterback and managed to pull it out with defense and no mistake played by Chase Downs. Three division games, 3-0, 12 days. Bruh. Winter is coming if it ain't here already, dog. You better get your coats on. The monsters of the midway. I'm trying to find these monsters of the midway sweaters I saw them wearing. Thank you. Did y'all see them? I got to find me one of them sweaters. I'm over here shopping now for it. But, man, just saying, AK Stock, you want to see a wide-open playoff window? Come look through my view, cuz. You can come share it. I'll let you sit next to me. Wide open. Here we come, dog. All right. That's all I got. Um, That's all I got. Good luck to everybody. Well, all right. Well, K K Star, you're next. I'm gonna follow that up. Um, not sure if I could beat that uh, erratic <laughs> homerism right there. Exotic homerism. Um, here's are good though. Uh, yeah, looking forward to the Sunday night game, man. The the listen. Chargers are good, but the Steelers at prime time, they just ramp up, bro. So I'm um, looking forward to Sunday night's game. And, you know, it's, it's, it is December. It's the last month of the regular season, sneaking up. So enjoy it. It's almost over. Okay. JB. Well, being that Thanksgiving is coming gone, I think everybody knows it's time to put the, the women and children to bed because it's time for the big boys to come on out talking about almost a quarter left of the season. Teams are jockeying for playoff position or just trying to figure out a way to get in since they're on the outside looking in. And and this is probably arguably the best time of the year because you're going to see so much uh, of the dynamic play happen. Everybody knows each other by now. People are fighting through injuries. The cream of the crop has to rise to the top. And um, being that we're marching into December, we're going to see that. So I'm looking forward to uh, good football and – enjoying what happens down the home stretch. Okay. Um, so I would be remiss if I didn't mention that uh, it was 11 years ago today that we lost Sean Taylor, um, safety yep. for the Washington Redskins, And um, he was a great one. Um, you know, we, we played them twice a year. I believe he, I want to say he played three seasons. Um, but dude, dude was on his way to, you know, you could just, you just knew he was going to be one of the greatest at that position. He was, he was that level of player. I mean, he was such an athlete. He could run, he could, he could hit, he could catch. He was a phenom and I hated him, you know, on the level of playing against them because I feared him, (laughs) you know, totally honest. He was a feared you know, he's one of those guys you just, man, oh, God, you got to play Sean Taylor. Um, and it was really sad when, you know, a house break in and he was shot and then, you know, he died. And, you know, and um, so just want to shout out, you know, 11 years. It's just amazing how time flies. I was actually very deep in the Madden when all this happened, like real deep, you know what I mean, when all this happened. Um, and uh, it was, you know, it was a shockwave everywhere when this happened. So, uh, rest in peace, Sean. You 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 know, gone but not forgotten. Certainly, like I said, even with his short tenure in the NFL, if you go back and watch, you'll see his greatness. Like 
you know, you, you can't call him an all-time great because he didn't play long enough. But what he did in that shorter period of time, it's on a very high level. So uh, rest in peace, Sean Taylor. Um, hey, you guys really covered it. We're we coming down. You know, it, it's amazing, and maybe it's me, but it does seem like once NFL season starts, like a year just flies by. You know, we I say it every week, and, you know, oh, you know, guys, we got, you know, we're three weeks in. Oh, guys, we're six weeks in. I mean, you know, we are we are 11 weeks in now. All the buys have been by. All the buys are done. And we're going into the 12th game of the season. Of 16 games that will be played, we are entering the 12th game of the season. It's uh, mind-boggling how fast it has gone by. So this is it. As JB very eloquently said, you know, it's time, man. Put the wife and kids to bed or the girlfriend and the kids to bed or the girlfriend to bed or the kids to bed. Uh, you know, it's buckle down time now. Let's see the cream rise to the top. This is the this is really to me better than basketball, better than baseball, hockey. Um, this is the best time of any sports season this next month to see who is going to do who's going to get hot. Are the are the are the, uh, are the Saints going to stay hot? Right, the tech the Texans. Cowboys three in a row, you know, you know, the teams that are, you know, are, are, you know, Aaron Rodgers, right? He came out and he said, look at what we need to do. Listed every single team. Come on. Now you got to be intrigued because we've seen him do this before. So, you know, train can sit over there and, you know, uh, you know, and, and feeling pretty good with his window being wide open, but there's just a little part of train looking over his shoulder saying, I hope these guys ain't, you know, you know, <laughs> you know, I haven't seen this movie before. I want a different ending, <laughs> you know? So, you know, and, you know, and what about the Eagles? What about Super Bowl champs? You know, are they going to get on the run? You know, they came back. And I had them dead at halftime against the Giants. And then they came back, shut the Giants down, got a nice win. Now they got, you know, is this their time to kind of get on the roll, start to put it together? You know, is Tom Brady, is this the demise of Tom Brady? Or does Tom Brady shut me up? Does Tom Brady get on the roll, you know? Are the, the, the Steelers angry over that loss, that unnecessary loss to Denver? Do they get on a roll? Like, what's going to happen? Do the Chiefs maintain? Do the Rams? Like, what? We don't know. This is the greatest time of sports. And we're going to cover it all right here on the Mad Voice. So, last thing, Thursday, targeting 5 p.m. Eastern time, one-hour show exclusively uh, to cover the Saints and the Cowboys. What are we going to talk about? I'm going to go over the lineups and see the Cowboys got some injuries. So let's see what the latest is. Is Tyron Smith going to play? How's the offensive line? Um, Zeke should be okay. Um, I don't think Sean Lee's going to play, but I'll, I'll update Sean Lee. I don't think David Irving's going to play, but we'll update that. We'll talk about what is it going to take for the Cowboys to get an upset, or is this just the coronation? Is this just Okay, you guys had a nice little three-game streak. That was nice. Now you done came and met. Now you're here in the big leagues. We're going to slap you around a little bit. We're going to whoop up on you about 38-3, to three, and then we're going to go back to, you know, we're going to go back and eat some gumbo down in New Orleans, and, you know, good luck to you. But let's see. Let's see. But I'm going to, I'm going to cover it all Thursday, 5 p.m., Commissioner T, the Madden Voice, tune in. So, for Dr. Train, K-Star. JB, not to say without you, JB. 
That's right up here a week ago, man. Looking forward to doing that again at some point, man. But not the same without my brother here with me. But uh, yes, sir. We'll do it again. So everybody enjoy the games. Forty-eight hours, less than forty-eight hours away to the season starting. Go Cowboys! All feuds will be settled on that field in Arlington, Texas, Thursday night. Good night, everybody. Thank <laughs> you.